This is Alma DeSantis. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> in. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails. And I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Very stunned. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. <laughs> it's time <laughs> for the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. Saturday, June 27, 2015, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today... The cigar industry is full of copycats. And at this year's trade show, it will be crawling with lawyers to stop it. We'll talk about that. And four years ago, I came up with a way to help fellow retailers succeed in the ever-changing cigar business, and I called it United Cigar. Today, we'll talk to the retailers and tell them about it and let the consumers know of the struggles that brick-and-mortar retailers have. We'll light up some cigars from United Cigar, including something new that we're going to smoke for the first time. We'll uh, light them up and uh, we'll interview its creator, who we don't have far to go to, to actually talk because he's right here on the panel. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. Chuck Morrison is away. Where is he? Who cares? Another wedding or whatever. He's taking a lot of time off. Seriously. We <laughs> but, uh, give him all the time to go help the New England Patriots because they obviously they need his help for some reason. And then he takes extra time off when it's not even in season. But Barry Stein is there at the Wheels of Steel, and uh, he's doing a good job and keeping it going. So uh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. I feel confident of that. So Thanks for the jinx. I appreciate there it. There we go. So we're going to uh, light up the first cigar. Um, it's not going to be the first cigar of the hour because when we get into the next segment, we're going to actually light that cigar up a lot more earlier than we usually do because we really are going to smoke a cigar for the first time and we want to pay attention to that. Uh, we have smoked a cigar before, so uh, um, we won't get through the whole thing, but let's begin with it right right away. This is the United Cigar. What do you have on this, Barry? Well, this is one of the few truly boutique cigars on the market today that's sold in less than 100 retail shops in America. The blend consists of filler tobaccos, including Brazilian Matafina, Dominican Habano Corojo, and Dominican Habano Criollo 98. The binder is Cuban Seed Habano, which is good enough to be used as a wrapper, but instead it is uniquely used to create balance within the binder. The wrappers on the Maduro on number one darks, and the natural is a Connecticut broadleaf as well. So both the Maduro and the natural are Connecticut broadleaf, just different coloring and places within the uh, tobacco plant itself. 
The cigar is available in four sizes. It's rich and full flavored. The Robusto 5x50, which we're smoking today, I believe. The Toro 6x54, Churchill 7x54, and one of these creations, the Pencil, which is 6x28. So uh, what's interesting about this is the natural and the Maduro is the same exact blend, same yeah. exact tobacco, just color sorted. Um, again, as Barry said, uh, taking the higher priming maybe and uh, a lower priming uh, going through its process. If you smoke them back to back, you notice they do taste different, yet they're the same exact cigar. And the only sure. difference is color. Can color differentiate, differentiate the taste? The answer is yes. Do you know how people like to say salsa? Salsa. People like to say that. I like to say salsa. I like to say Brazilian Matafina. That's the tobacco where I would. I wish every cigar had it in it so I could say Matafina. Yeah. Just you, you and I are in the same country. I just prefer Aiparaca over Matafina. Okay. Nice no, words. No one even knows what you just said. Yes, they do. Just saying. Arapiaca, which is very good also. Very aromatic tobacco all right now it's time to cut our cigar the official cutting is brought to you by our friends at perdomo cigars perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices perdomo cut out the federal s chip tax and actually lowered them perdomo cigars they stand for quality tradition and excellence perdomo cigars so box press cigar when you cut a box press cigar is it any different than cutting a round cigar I don't find it to be much different. Yeah. No. <clears throat> I'll say this. I'm going to go someplace I probably shouldn't go. But if you took the band off of this and the band off of a certain 1964 series cigar, um, you'd I don't be think hard. I don't think you'd tell the difference. You'd be so, hard pressed without the band. Yeah. Uh, the uh, expression in the shop is this is the poor man's that cigar. <laughs> yeah. um, one thing I will say about cutting a box press, and I don't know if you guys do this, but I typically will put it so that the cutters are going against the two long sides on the box press as mm -hmm. opposed to cutting it straight down ah, the short side. All right, because it is not a square. It's a rectangle. It's a rectangle. So the long side of the rectangle is where you'll cut Yeah, I, put, I have the blades hit the long side of the rectangle. And when I V-cut a box press, I always go the long way as you're looking at the rectangle. Cut into right. the long end of yeah. it. Yeah. So we are going to light today with the Vertigo Cyclone 2. This fourteen ninety nine way better than the Cyclone one. Way ahead of its time. The original Cyclone is very good, but this particular one does not feature a big ass tank. It features the double big ass tank. Look at how big that is. It's, it's huge. Bulbous. Yeah, bulbous. <laughs> this is what's in my car, in the glove compartment of my car, and uh, it's a go to all the time. It never runs out. Well, and the other beautiful thing about this is the adjustment wheel is the size and diameter of the tank. So there are no special tools required here to adjust the flame of your lighter. So looking at this, you gotta sure. say two, three hundred dollars easy, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong, Alec. Yeah. Fourteen ninety nine. Crazy. It easily looks triple that. No exaggeration. Triple jet. You gotta you you would at least imagine it's ten dollars per jet at the very minimal, but it's half that. Five dollars per jet. Triple jet. They're doing it. They know it. They're getting it done. They're getting <clears throat> it done. So um, United Cigar, four years ago, um, I came up with an idea. I, I saw the ever-changing uh, things that were happening in brick-and-mortar retailers. We were having a tough time. The economy had slowed down. Uh, online sales, discounters, big time. And 
it's different in a brick and mortar store. And I know I'm talking to uh, brick and mortar retailers that are listening to the show. Things are very different in a brick and mortar retail establishment. The costs are way more. Uh, it's um, your, your real estate by itself. You need to be on a main drag and uh, visibility and things like that where a mail order company could be in the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah, there's uh, no, you don't need... You don't need curb appeal right. if you're in a mail order company. Um, and with that comes every expense that comes for a brick and mortar retailer uh, with uh, everything that... Uh, Bark mulch, lawn mowing, driveway plowing, electricity, heat, air conditioning. And the employees can't be just a warehouse worker that's packing a box. It's somebody that has to be informed and educated of the product. Uh, and you got to take care of insurance and different things like that. And it, it, it just there's no way that a brick and mortar retailer could discount products as much as some of the online end up doing it and be able to survive. Correct. Um, but you, the consumer, need the brick-and-mortar retailer, retailer. Why do you need the brick-and-mortar retailer? Because you need to get cigars when you need to get cigars now. It's, it may take days to get them through a mail-order operation, so you need to keep the brick-and-mortar retailer alive. Well, if you want to pay an extra 50 bucks, you could have them overnighted. But yeah, that seems then you've lost your discount, yeah, right? Exactly. So you also need in the winter time, especially up up in the northeast where we are, and wherever it's colder, where rainy days or things, you want to have the local brick and mortar retailer a place for you to go, where everybody knows your name and uh, you know meet the people and model. yeah. So um, brick and mortar retailers are should be important for everybody. You got to keep them alive. So. Um, how do we do it? Well, having these uh, big brands uh, that have been out there for years and years that are deeply di discounted online, um, having a store full of those products, um, the brick-and-mortar retailers not, can't compete right. on the level playing field that they need to. It's impossible for them to do it. Therefore, they do look overpriced at that point to the consumer. So what I think needed to be done was the product mix needed to be changed within the retail uh, business. And there needed to be products that were uh, like those products that would have a better value to the price that a um, consumer was willing to pay for that product. Right. So the first thing was actually to get some products together. So we had uh, source through top re uh, manufacturers who make some of these big brand name cigars, uh, source different product that would be to compete against those products that they can't compete with. So we put those things together. Um, so now we had the product to it and the missing element that I, I find in this ever-changing uh, retail, brick and mortar retail cigar industry is education. And a lot of retailers, oh, I didn't know that. As I would sit with retailers, I didn't know that. I didn't realize this. They have to deal with their employees, and they have to deal with their families and everything. And, uh, you know, not 100% of them are paying 100% attention in what's happening sure. in their industry. Um, so this education tool would be added to this group of retailers where we would meet every other week, and we've been doing it for four years. And by we, you're the leader of it. You, yeah. you actually do most, the majority of the educating. Yeah. Although you've had some top guys come in. Yeah, we have people from outside the industry come in. We have other people within our group that would come and share uh, something that maybe I wouldn't uh, uh, know enough about. You had Ron the Pipe Guy. Yep. And what, what happens is while I'm putting together a class, which we it's every, every other week, 
I have to do lots of research to get the information together. Uh, I think I understand the information that's going in there, but as I gather the information, I'm learning at the same time too. It's never too late to learn. There's lots to, to learn. And a lot of things have changed from that day four years ago to today. So it's an ever-changing. It's not like, oh, I heard this before. It's, you know, uh, we, we got into uh, how to display certain products, um, the things that sit at your register, um, you know, um, the, the um, lighting that happens inside a cigar store, you know, just so much that goes into it. If you just pick up little things here and little there, bits. hopefully um, it continues. And uh, we've had good luck. The people that have joined um, the group uh, four years ago, all but one uh, remain. Only one person has ever, has ever left. Um, and uh, sorry to see it happen, but we, we lost one. But uh, I'd like to say we're batting a thousand, but close to it. And uh, we're continuing on. So we're going to the uh, IPCPR trade show once again this year. If you're a retail listener and you're interested, uh, seventeen seven forty six, I believe, is the booth number. Seventeen seven nineteen. Seventeen seven nineteen. Okay. Seventeen uh, seven. One nine. Uh, it's right behind the Ashton booth, next to Villaga. It was as close to Easy Jail nineteen as we could get. Yeah, that's for it. A booth number. Yeah, our so old phone number. We had to uh, go uh, that direction. So, uh, and Jonathan will be at the, at the booth with me. And uh, if you want to come over and talk about your business and see how uh, we can uh, work to help you, as you've been hearing, the Cigar Authority five years running uh, actually started a year before we got united, but we were in the working process of it. You hear that. Um, the Cigar Authority from the United Cigar Radio Network. We are here actually also, when you hear the show, when you hear us pushing towards brick-and-mortar retailers, grab it at your brick-and-mortar, we're here to help the brick-and-mortar. So we're, we're, we're connecting the, the, the two together at that point. So uh, this is one of the cigars, uh, the name name brand of the brand, which is United. And um, what are we looking at a price on this? Four ninety nine for the Robusto size. What he said. How you know? How do you how do you beat that? So you if you got a product like this for five dollars, and you have customers out there looking for, oh, I saw something online that was really good and it was five dollars. Maybe you don't have a product like that. That's why we put this together. By no means the people that that get into the group and and buy product, you have to have every brand or anything like that that's on it. Um, but they're put together as tools to help you as a retailer survive. So Certainly, that, that was the reason behind it, and uh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna keep going. And the cigar is really good. It has like sweetness. It's a little bit mocha, some coffee notes. It's also, definitely a cigar that should cost more than four ninety nine. Right. You know, it's balanced. It's smooth. It's flavorful. It's a really good cigar. And the people that are out there that are gonna look online to try to find it at a better price, you can't. Because that is the credo of the group that it's, you know, we're all going to be the same. It's a level playing field. Uh, this is the price. Uh, so don't look for it anywhere else. If you are wherever you are and uh, you see it in your store, don't be buying it from me. You're going to have to actually pay shipping charges added on to it. Um, so you buy it where you see it, and that's it. Buy it at your local brick-and-mortar retailer. If your local brick-and-mortar retailer doesn't have it, ask them to, uh, to get it. And um, that's it. So that's United Cigar. We're going to keep it going. And that's it. Right now, it's time for this classic day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. Oh, book, 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 book. But 
now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? That is more where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And today is June 27th, and it's going to be our, our um, leader, Barry. You won last week. You killed him, right? Three weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row, Mr. Jonathan. It's only a two-way today. Can you step it up? Do you have what it takes to do it? I do much better with two-ways than I do with three-ways. Really? Okay, perfect. We only have four questions this week. Today is the birthday, Barry. We're going to have you first of Helen Keller. Remember Helen Keller? Do you know who Helen Keller burned her cheek? Well, I didn't see this question come. She so. answered the iron. I didn't see this you know she burned the other cheek? <laughs> Scumbag called back. There's a lot of Helen Keller jokes there. Very uh, insensitive uh, for the late Helen Keller, but famous American woman who, uh, though deaf and blind, became a uh, uh, leftist uh, political advocate and published 12 books. Um the Miracle Worker, a Broadway play, uh, was based on Keller's uh, autobiography, the story of her life. She became friends with uh, American author Mark Twain and became the first deaf and blind person to receive a bachelor's degree. So you're out there and you say things are tough out there for you. She was deaf and blind and succeeded. I mean, what would you rather be? How deaf, did she deaf hear blind? the iron ring to begin with is my question. Deaf. You'd rather be deaf than blind, yes. Mr. J? Uh, I would rather not have either happen to of me. Of course. I would give up my taste, of, my sense of taste. But you have deaf or blind as your choice, because that's what she was. Deaf of tongue. And being deaf, you can barely speak, right? Well, yeah. Well, it depends. You can't hear yourself. How do you... I mean, you if know? we look at our friend Doc Stogie Fresh, he went through years of speech therapy, and he's... He's pretty good. You know, he's... Not 100% deaf, but he's pretty close, and he speaks perfectly. Very, so, really. I'm really. going to go with blind if I had to pick. I'd go blind. You'd rather be blind. Yeah. So you can hear music because you're a music oh, guy, yeah, right? I like the music. I like the music. Yeah. Okay, so Barry, what year was Helen Keller born today? 1914. 1914, Mr. J. 1932. Both over. 1876. 1886. Okay. 1876 would have been a good one, but both over. Mr. Jonathan, today's the birthday of Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Any idea? Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. The actor who uh, swung to fame, swung to fame, got anything? It. In 2002 with the film Spider-Man, nominated for Golden Globe Award for his role in Brothers, uh, roles in Seabiscuit, The Great Gatsby. He wasn't that great. And Pleasantville additionally bolstered his fame. Toby Maguire, born today what year? He was born in 1980. 1980. I was going to say 80, but I'll go 78. You're not even writing these down? He's changing his answer Se based on my answer. 78. That's a foul. It doesn't matter because you're I both did, over. I deduct one point from Barry. 
both over. We have no points. I award you no points. You may have God, mer God have mercy. Barry has minus one point. He's cheating. Goes to Barry now. Two questions left. There's no score. This may be the worst ever in history. Today is the birthday of Ross Perot. Ross Perot, entrepreneur, Texas multimillionaire, who was a U.S. presidential nominee in the for the Independence Party in 1992 and 1996. He was a Boy Scout, received the Distinguished Eagle Scout Award, uh, served the United States Navy, uh, ran for president, was one of the richest persons in the world after Dell bought his company, Perot Systems, for $3.9 billion, with a B. That's with a B. In 2009, alive and well, not running for president this time, is Ross Perot, a man I voted for for president. Man, 1923. 1923, Mr. Jonathan. I'm going to say 1947. 1923, we'll take it. It's 1930. Barry Stein has one point. He's now Jonathan at, has not. Barry Stein is now at zero points because of the cheating incident. Not writing it down, Gate. <laughs> so, Mr. Jonathan, you need this to tie or you need a exact number to win. And today is the birthday. This goes to who? Jonathan. Me. Mr. Jonathan. Bob Keeshan. Captain Kangaroo. I oh didn't think anybody God. would get that. <laughs> You know the most ridiculous thing. You, Captain Kangaroo, over 30 years considered a pioneer of uh, information for children television program, inclu including playing Loser, the title you know character, that. as Captain Kangaroo. Starred in Captain Kangaroo and also Clarabelle the Clown. Uh, he was the voice during that, um, with very, that puppet also. Very Do exciting. you even remember who Captain Kangaroo was? I know who it is. All right. Still alive and well. Really? Captain Kangaroo. Oh, in that case, I'm changing my answer. You're changing your answer? That would be foul. It's not a foul. Barry right. hasn't answered yet. I'm changing my answer based on your information, not right. based on his go ahead. number that he's not. He's still not writing down. You want me to go first, then? Yeah, it's your turn. 1916. Uh, 1924. 1924 will take the point. 1927. So I win because he had zero points. <laughs> we tie. We have a tie. We have we a tie, and we have no tiebreaker, so Barry is still our champion, but this classic day in classic history was brought to you by Classic Cigars, available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com with the two. Celebrate today with a classic cigar, and just a quick reminder, if it's your birthday, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location. That's Salem, Seabrook, or Nashua, New Hampshire, on your birthday, and they will be happy to cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you. Just for you. Just for you. So, again, uh, if you're interested in United Cigar Retailers uh, and you want to come see us and talk to us, Mr. Jonathan and I will both be there. We're there to help you, the retailer. That's what we're there for. Also on the web at unitedcigargroup.com. There we go. But uh, find us at 17719 uh, behind the Ashton booth next to Villiga, and we'll be there the whole show. Whole show. And uh, come and say hello. So, last week... Uh, was the question and answer from Duran Cigars, Barry. What do you got? Well, it's time for the question of the week, brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. Duran Cigars combines the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the difference, Duran Cigars. Last week, we asked if when you buy a cigar, if it matters to you, whether it was in cello, not in cello, do you have a preference for one or the other, or you just don't care? And the answer is that 48% of you say it doesn't matter whether a cigar is in cello or not, while 32% said they prefer it in cello and the rest prefer it bareback. 
So yes, I went there. There we go. <laughs> the majority you are on fire today. En fuego, giggity. And um, so most of them don't care. Don't care. And I would say if you had the same question posed to retailers, the vast majority would say sell them. The vast majority, because of damage. But doesn't the consumer care about people touching it? I think the cigars, or at least our website, caters more toward the cigar geek, and more of the boutique cigars come without cello. Like if you look at the Angel's Anvil, Las Calaveras, stuff like that, non-cello. Yeah, yeah. With the traditional cigars, the everyday cigars, the core customers, they prefer in cello. Well, it's going to be interesting because we'll be talking uh, in the next segment about a new cigar that can come out, and will it be cello, will it be not? A limited release that will come out later in the week. Will it be cello, will it be not, that it used to be cello? Cello is a big thing. Big thing. big thing. I've seen a lot of companies come come out with a non-celloed cigar later on the next shipment to come cello because they said, oh, I should have did cello. Yeah, cello and, then, and foot banded. Yeah, because they saw so much pro- product being damaged and pro- problems that happened there. So uh, just a heads up. At what point does it become the retailer's problem when it comes to damage? Well, as a retailer myself, I make it my problem. I have never returned a cigar to a manufacturer. 30 years of damaged product. We smoke damaged product. Yeah. They're there anyway. Can you imagine taking the time to give it to the rep and them to get us a credit for a couple of cigars here or there? Where we, are, we have 16 employees that smoke a few cigars every day. We're smoking a couple boxes of cigars every day in the company anyway. Yep. So if the thing has been somebody squeezed the head and the cap broke, still going to smoke if the end split or whatever. But I'll tell you what does happen. I'm the worst customer when it comes to this. We get lots of damage. I stop carrying the product. That's even worse. They would rather I return it and stuff. Yeah. There's too much damage. I don't want I don't want the credit. I don't want to be bothered by dealing with this. It we have eleven hundred different kinds of cigars that are in here. Oh my god, it would just be a nightmare. So I huh. recommend so. This week's question was inspired by the fact that Duran Cigars is releasing a seven by seventy called the Big Jack. That has Big to be Jack. named after our good friend Jack Tarano. Because of the size of his feet. feet. Is that the reason? Yes, his big feet. Because, you know, cigars look exactly like feet. So personally, I didn't think it would last, but companies are still releasing 70 and 80 ring gauge cigars. Yeah. The question this week is, do you smoke them? Have you caved in? And have you started feeding into the 70 and 80 ring gauge craze? You can let us know what you think by voting on the widget just beneath the Duran Cigars advertisement on the right-hand side of the website. The question this week was brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran Cigars. Experience the difference. I'll tell you, for me, I catch myself accidentally smoking 60 ring gauge cigars because they don't look that big. (laughs) Anymore. And about 45 minutes in, my jaw hurts, and I'm like, oh, and I go look it up in the computer what I'm smoking. And it, it ends up being the 60. And we're seeing less and less people putting the Lancero and the Corona out. It's becoming less and less. A 50 ring gauge is turning into 52s. We're getting bigger. Everything's getting bigger. Bigger. Bigger is always better. Okay, next Saturday uh, will be the 4th of July. Just a reminder, we're going to be taping that show on July 1st, Wednesday, July 1st from 4 to 6 o'clock. Uh, we're going to smoke the M80 by Tatuaje, the La Fleur, Dominica Fire, La Fleur Dominicana Firecracker, and the Black Bomb. 
uh, of the and the firecracker. Four cigars in two hours. Don't try that. This I'm is nervous. Folks. When we come back, the cigar industry is full of copycats. It's a copycat industry. In this year's trade show, the attorneys will be on hand to make sure that doesn't happen. And we're going to light up Barry's Kilo Cigar and give him our honest opinion. He's going to be on the hot seat, Barry Stein, when we return. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Mr. Punch is back with a new cigar that keeps it true to his name. Introducing Punch Signature, a flavorful, fuller-bodied cigar from Punch featuring a specially cultivated Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and rich Nicaraguan fillers. The wrapper brings the deep history of Ecuadorian tobacco and Punch into the present with this new exciting leaf. You're not going to see that wrapper anywhere else in the market, so you owe it to yourself to grab one today. The new Punch Signature, true to its name. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? So. I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. 
Oh, yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose and we're back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over five years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. Speaking of nonsense, joining us from United Cigar, the creator of Kilo Cigars, Barry Stein. Doesn't get much more nonsensical than I do. Here we go. So I'm going to put down my United Cigar. We'll get to this later i'll smoke the rest of that but uh here it is so uh you started working here uh for me about a year ago a year and a week and you mentioned this during your interview yes i did it <laughs> was a cigar that i was lucky enough to blend while i was working with miami cigar and company um the desire to create a cigar came a little bit before that tenure and uh I spent about two weeks, and they sent me to go to La Aurora Factory, which is the first factory of uh, the Dominican Republic. And I spent two weeks there working every aspect of a cigar factory. I spent a week working in the fields. I thought I was going to drop dead from heat exhaustion. Go. To moving into the factory, um, to learning how to remove the veins from the leaf, um, how to do uh, little puro rolls of all the different types of tobacco. So you learn what each one tastes like on its own. Sure. And then you go ahead and you start playing around with some blends. And from that, I created nine blends, which they made me roll myself, uh, 25 of each blend. Wow. Brought them back to Miami. Couldn't get anybody at Miami Cigar and Company to smoke one. Uh, they were giving me the cold shoulder playfully. Yeah. Uh, so I said, screw you guys. I took it to uh, a shop that I hung out with, hung out at, called Neighborhood Humidor. And one of the blends had really stood out. So I handed them out amongst the shop. And they were like, you got to release this. So the sales manager for Miami Cigar happens to come by that night. And they're like, you have to smoke this cigar. He asked me for one. I'm like, I don't have any more. 
So we called up the factory, got some more samples. So you ended up writing down each one what it was so you could duplicate it again. Yes, I had yeah. all different all the different blends written down, but this one stood out above the rest. And what was what was that blend as far as the tobaccos go? Well, the it was a the tobacco that Lara Rora uses is a little bit different than <clears throat> the tweaks that we put on the final release, which we'll be releasing in the middle of July. But that had a Ecuadorian uh, HVA wrapper, which uh, Lara Rora uses a lot of. It yeah. had a Cameroon binder, and it had three different types of Lajero um, in the filler. So the Cameroon binder was needed to create the combustion sure. from the, the Lajero. And they, with exp how expensive Cameroon is, they just gave you carte blanche and just said, yeah, they, go ahead they and they use said, it. Do what you want, you know, create whatever you want. Um, if something came out of it, you know, something came out of it. If nothing came out of it, you know, we've used tobacco to create blends and nothing's come out of it before, so go ahead and have fun. So you ended up making some more of those cigars. So I went out and made some more of those cigars, and uh, Hector Paz, the, the director of sales, he got behind it. He said, this was good. You, you, we should do something with this. Jason Wood, who was here last week, yep. he got behind it, and uh, we did a limited release at uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico at a cigar shop called Primo Cigar Shop which my former business partner from New York is a partner of. Okay. So we went out there, and uh, I think we had like like 50 boxes at the event. Uh, wound up selling 45 of them at the event, and then they sold the next five over a couple of weeks. A couple other stores heard about it. Uh, Mike from Chesapeake Cigars in Baltimore, he picked them up, and uh, Sirius, uh, not Sirius Cigars, uh, Town & Country of Euless picked it up in Texas. Okay. But we only did a, rim a limited release. And at that point, I was toying with the idea of coming back to the Northeast. Um, Nestor, I wasn't a Miranda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to take the cigar further, there was a little bit of an uncomfortableness there. Yeah, yeah, Since yeah. I wasn't a member of the family. Sure. And uh, so, you know, we amicably split ways. I remain close to Nestor and Jason today. Sure. And uh, I wound up here. Yeah. And then I told you about the cigar. You smoked some of the original yeah, ones. Yeah. So, and, and they were strong. And I don't know what you're going to think about it. Bah, bah, bah. You heard about, you know, the, I like a milder cigar. Right. But um, we didn't go back to um, Miami Cigar for the cigar or La Aurora. Right. When I was in Miami, I became friends with uh, Noel Rojas uh, from Guayacan. And the name of his factory is Aroma de Jalapa. And we did some tweaks on the side, him and I, but because Miami Cigar already had a relationship with a factory in Nicaragua, for political reasons, we couldn't use him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we wound up doing it with La Aurora, but all along I've been wanting to do a cigar with Noel Rojas. Um, I just believe in him and his factory. Um, yeah, you told you told me about him. T tell t you know a lot of people don't know who he is. Or uh, yeah, no. he's originally from Cuba. Um, he, he learned about t the whole tobacco process in Cuba. And he was actually selling cigars on the side, which, as you know from being in Cuba, you're not allowed to have your own job. Sure. So he got caught and he got arrested, and he winds up going to jail. And while he's in jail, he meets a person that was picked up just because Cuba thought he was a troublemaker. So now Noel's all nervous, and they put this guy away in jail for five years. Okay. And he's like, I could spend the rest of my life in jail. Noel went five the, years? No, no. Oh. It's the person he met in jail was put away for not breaking any laws. He was just deemed as a potential troublemaker of society, and they put him in jail for five years. I would be away for life, but okay, go yeah. ahead. Easily. Yeah. So <laughs> Easily. Noel gets, he gets out of jail. He does a little bit of time, and he's now nervous that you know he has to do what the government tells him. 
he wants to create his own cigars. Obviously, he can't in Cuba. Right. So him and a group of people, they get in a 57 Chevy that they turn into a raft. Oh, my God. And they leave Cuba and they wind up in Mexico. Wow. How on God's green earth can you turn a 57 Chevy into a raft? <laughs> no idea. We got to get them on and, and uh, I mean, you talk, you're going to MacGyver the hell out of it, right? Lock the doors or whatever. It's yeah. just crazy. So they float. They wind up in Mexico. Eventually, he comes to the U.S., and we meet in a cigar shop in Miami. He barely spoke any English at the time. I barely spoke any Spanish. Yeah. But yet, we found a common interest in cigars. Yeah. When I came back from La Aurora, I was telling him what I learned. Gave him a sample of the kilo. I told him, I want to balance the cigar out. There's something missing. So he ended up smoking the original. Right. And so we played around with a couple ideas, and we put him in the bank. Fast forward again, back to when I started working for yeah. you, and you gave me the okay to go ahead and reach out to Noel. Noel, do you remember kilo? I totally remember kilo, the different blends of Lajero. I was like, remember the changes we made? He goes, I still have it written down. I was like, send me those samples. So he sends me the samples exactly as I recall it. Yeah. And uh, we go into production. Here we go. Uh, now, even though he only sent me that one sample, when we met in Miami, we probably smoked about 10 to 15 different blends, all very similar. But the final blend that we went with is the cigar that's coming out in about two to three weeks. That's that's the cigar here. That's the cigar that you guys have. That, that we haven't cut or that, lit that yet, you're and about I'm dying over up. here. All right. Uh, so... Lot of Lajero. Lajero is the top pot of the plant. It gets the nutrients, the strength, and everything from it. A uh, lot of cigars, like uh, the United we just smoked, um, not even a half, a quarter of, a half of a half, a quarter of leaf of Lajero is in that United cigar. And we were saying during the break, wow, it's pretty full body for a Dominican cigar. It tastes more like a Nicaraguan cigar. It's yeah, got it's that got power that. to it. And here we have something that has a lot of Lajero in it. So yep, the cigar has an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. And it has a Nicaraguan Corojo 2006 binder. And it has three different variations of Lajero, all of which have been aged for three years. 85% of the Lajero comes from Noel's Farms. And the other 15% comes from Aganosa. Okay. Which is a well-known yeah. tobacco producer. Now, yeah. when you, when we're talking Lajero, which, you know, you got me nervous now. The cigar is going to be strong. But different strains of tobacco have uh, more or less nicotine. So any chance you picked strains that are a little bit on the lower side before I light this up and vomit? There is some Jalapa Lajero in there just to, off to create a little bit of balance. But it's mostly uh, Lajero from Esteli. So it's going to be the stronger variety. All right, all right, let's do this. So there's no band on the cigar yet. Um, the cigars are going to come in banded and boxed, and everything will be ready for the IPCPR trade show just in the nick of time, they say. We'll see. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I have worked with factories before. Right. But um, And it seems like, wow, a year, you guys uh, slammed this thing together in a year. Um, it's It's been a slow process of making sure everything was perfect all, all the way and uh um a year and we here, here we are we still don't have it in our hands but we do have the cigar that these cigars are already made resting aging finished off cigars and stuff now it's about packaging and banding and boxing and, and getting to us so we expect to have them i would say in three weeks time or something uh for the show and maybe another few weeks before we get the uh, uh allegedly they're being boxed and packaged this week with shipping date on Friday. Uh, so which all put, of them? All of them, which would put them in Miami on Tuesday, 
which would hopefully put them here in New Hampshire on the following Monday. So hopefully July 12th, if my math is correct, July 13th. Yeah, my math is correct. So let's look at we're leaving for the IPCPR July 15th. <laughs> so we have plenty of time. Obviously, yeah. plenty of time. We have hours so <laughs> we can we can pull it off. So uh, if you don't see it at the trade show, if you're a retail looking to, to see it and you don't see it, you'll know why. Mm -hmm. um, although he's going to the trade show, right? He's going to the trade show. Worst case scenario. He walks in with a he's box. He's going to walk in with one box of each size. And uh, we ordered some bundles, so you'll have some samples. All right, so speaking of sizes, what do you got? We're going to do two sizes to start. We're going to do a 5x50 Robusto and a 6x50 Toro. And this is the 6x50 that we're about the to cut? 6x52 Toro, which will retail for 950 Okay, so aesthetically, let me tell you, it's 6x52. This is the pre-release. Uh, chocolate. Um, chocolate brown color. Yeah, chocolate brown milk chocolate. Virtually, color. virtually seamless. On beautiful, the beautiful. Very, very good. And uh, sweet, smells sweet in the foot of the cigar. So now the sweetness that you get would be from the tobacco from Jalapa. Mustard, okay. raisins on the foot. Mustard, raisins. Mustard and raisins. Yeah. I don't know. Raisiny, a little bit of raisiny. Okay, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, and while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So uh, let's do this thing. Um, regular cap, right? Am I seeing a triple cap it's, here? It's a triple cap. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's difficult. The style. It's actually difficult to identify the Lajero in this, which would be typically in a swirl like this. You'd because see the there's dark so much center. of it. It's all Lajero. The, yeah. uh, <laughs> there is a, I would say, two thirds of the in inner workings of the cigar yeah. on the dark. The binder side. isn't Lajero. Right. <laughs> now, when you do that, like how easy somebody would say, oh, just put a whole bunch of Lajero in it. What happens is if you put a whole bunch of Lajero in, the combustion, it will not burn properly. Right. So that's the thing to worry about when you do something like this. That's why you see most cigars with a mixture of the Viso, Lajero, and Seiko, um, the three different priming uh, heights of, of tobacco for combustion, aroma, and strength. A um, little mustiness on the pre-light tasting, uh, a little bit of clover honey. And uh, that mustard element that I smelled before, I can taste. Are we talking the golden variety or the Chinese variety? I'm talking about mustard powder or uh, mustard flour. He makes it in the honey first. Which he has in the cupboard over here, and he yeah. uses mustard powder, so he knows what that is. But <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. I, I don't. Uh, tingly on my lips. It's got strength without even lighting it. It's yeah. tingly. Speaking of lighting, we're going to use our Vertigo Cyclone 2. Triple jet flip top lighter featuring the double double side or double wide big ass tank and an oversized wheel for adjustment. This bad boy retails for fourteen ninety nine, and is a bargain. Yes, I, I recommend buy three at a time on this. And you put one in the car, you put one in the golf club, you put one in your pocket. You will never be without a lighter. And uh, maybe a year or two from now, you fill them up again because the tank is big. So with all that Lajero, this is going to burn, huh? So far, knock on wood, every sample has had a perfect burn. So this is our first time. 
I mean, I had the samples of the old one, but this is my first one. I left you alone on this. I, I left you enough rope to hang yourself, Barry. Yeah, did. Because we did order these things, and we're getting a bunch in. Yeah, you gave me the okay to go ahead and order them um, for United Cigar without even smoking one. Right. Vanilla, caramel. Because typically, typically, I would refer to you on a lot of these things anyway, so I'm just referring yourself to it. Uh, but listen, your name's attached to it, so uh, it better be good. Yeah, smoky, caramel, vanilla, right away. Yeah. So I originally, I got the bug to blend a cigar. Uh, my very first, you know, I used to run a different blog. Well, we can even back it up. I had my own cigar store in New York, which turned into a writing gig for a cigar magazine, which turned into a blog. And I was invited to La Aurora long before I worked for Miami Cigar. Yeah. And Jose Blanco did a tasting uh, tasting seminar. Sure. And I kind of had the first itch. Oh. And then the following year, General Cigar did the same thing with bloggers. And they set up every tobacco they had. And they told us, go ahead, make your own blend. So we made our own blend. And I didn't win. Um, Stephen Boyajan, he won. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, but the master blender general at the dinner that night came over to me and he said, I thought you had the best blend. Whether he went over to every other blogger to tell yeah. him the same thing, I don't know. But I was like, I could do this. Just got spicy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It got spicy out of nowhere. This is the original extra crispy at Kentucky Fried Chicken, but you add your own pepper to it. This got, I'm, wow. It just like out of nowhere, Barry. You know, we were saying the Dominican cigar, wow, it's almost like a Nicaraguan, and it's pretty heavy for what it is. Nothing. Nothing. Forget Nothing. about it. Nothing. <laughs> now, one thing I'm going to say is uh, a lot of times with Lajero, you feel the burn up in your nasal cavity uh, up high. I'm not really getting that sensation. This is uh, full palate engagement. Oh, yeah. The way Hanky Kellner explains it on the tongue, stimulation of the, of the tongue and the roof of the mouth, what happens. Full, my whole tongue, uh, the roof of my mouth, my lips are oh, tingling. Oh yeah, I'm feeling everything's the lip happening. Everything's happening. Whew. There's a lot going on here. This is like you take a bite out of someone's homemade salsa. You know, you're at a fair or whatever, <laughs> and the guy's got his jars, and he's like, "Okay, this is the one you don't want. It's too hot." And you're like, "Let me try." Yeah, it. The, the and extra you dip hot your wings. chip in, and it you start chewing on it. Oh yeah, it's got a good flavor. I don't notice the. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, this got strong. But Which you realize is going to be a small piece of the pie here, that people that are going to smoke a cigar this, this full-bodied. Uh, and I'm staying away from the strong word yet because I'm getting nothing in the back of my throat, no, no heaviness in the chest. This is well-aged. We're early. It is early, early but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a call right off the bat that this is well-aged. If it wasn't, you'd have that burning ammonia tingle all the way in the back yeah. of your throat, and I'm not getting any yeah. of that. So, so I, I mean, the reason, part of the reason why you hired me was because of uh, popularity on social media. And I originally wanted to create a cigar for that segment of the cigar population. The people on social media are very different than the average consumer that walks into any cigar shop. Yeah, actually, that's a fact. I've seen some of those social media guys put their pants on with both legs at the same time. Really? It's a, they have a trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> So everybody wants mild and medium, 
the so-called cigar geeks, social media geeks, they want full-bodied cigars. Well, this is full-bodied. So Miami Cigar at the time, in my opinion, was missing it, and United Cigar, in my opinion, was missing it. So it seemed like a natural transition to bring yeah, Kilo to United. There's certainly nothing in the United Cigar group of this kind of strength, even close, and, and I'm not even an inch into this thing. There's no joke. This is uh, Paul Beasley smoking it here in the audience. No, pro he, he's into big full yeah, body cigars anyway. So no problem. He's blowing out of his nose and every showing off over there. I'm not blowing this out of my nose. Are you? Oh wow! I remember it used to be. <laughs> there, <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> there it goes. Smooth. <laughs> real smooth. Uh, lightweight. But you know something? There is subtleties I taste now. See if you uh, cocoa puffs, the the pow the powdery, licking the cocoa puffs, just licking just the, the powder, powder off, off it, yeah, the cocoa know. powder, or the very end cocoa of the puff. box. You've already got everything out, and you take the bag and yeah. you dump <laughs> you dump the powder in your mouth, and then cough on it a little bit. Yes. It's, it's so I can powdery. taste cocoa powder. Yeah. It, so, so, and, and it's full body, but I still get those. We, we are we are less than, uh, or maybe right at a quarter of an inch in, and this thing has changed its flavor profile six times. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm scared of this as it gets down low. I'll tell you right now, this thing starts beefing up a little bit, and it's going down, or I'm going down. I think. You know, you, you mentioned that we put this together in a year, but it's actually a process that began in January of 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the final yeah. release. So it's really more than like almost two years. So why Kilo? Well, when it came time to name the cigar, almost every copyright name I came up with was already copywritten. And they were all copywritten by the same guy. What, what, what did you have for ideas, if you don't mind saying? Honestly, I don't remember. Um, I saw they were copywritten by person A, next yeah. one by person A, third one by person A. I'm like this effing blank. And, yeah, uh, same person. Same person, Kaizad Hinoche, Hinoche, who actually owns the most trademarks in the cigar industry. Wow. He comes up with an idea, boom, he trademarks it, even if he's not going to release it. Oh, wow. Uh, now, there's something to trademark. You've got to use it or lose it. Yeah. So I don't know how he's going on about it. So one night I'm sitting in my apartment and I'm watching Cocaine Cowboys. And it talks about how Miami was built on cocaine. Yeah. And they're talking about all the kilos of coke. I'm like, here I am in Miami. I want to build my empire in Miami at the time. Yeah. Why not go a kilo? So it's a drug reference. Yeah. No. <laughs> so the work, FDA work for regulations <laughs> work for acid, right? So I, I bring it to Miami Cigar at the time, and who was nice enough to give me the trademark when I left. So, you know, we own the trademark now. And uh, I said, I want to go a kilo. And they're like, oh, this is your baby, whatever you want to do. I said, all right, we're going to do a duct tape band, and we're going to make the box look like newspaper. So it's going to look like a kilo of Coke. I hated it. And he's like, let's do it. Really? Yeah. So now I'm thinking. Wow, you didn't bring that one to me. Nah, now I'm thinking. I don't know why. <laughs> this isn't going to sell in Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's figure something else out. So I start researching kilo, and gold bricks are a kilo. Yeah, kilo. 2.2 .2 pounds. Yeah. So I said, let's design the box to look like a gold brick. Call the cigar kilo. That's the cigar. So the cigars are going to come boxed in a, in a three rows of six, 18-count boxes, and the box is going to be angled as like a trapezoid. 
Okay. So when you line them up on the shelf, it's going to look like gold bars sitting on the shelf. Yeah. Box of 18. Less, 18 uh, less of a drug thing. How about uh, price-wise? $9 on the Robusto, nine fifty on the Toro, unless the factory throws us a curveball in the next week. Yeah. Uh, but as of now, those are the prices. Uh, it's burning properly. It's bur burning uh, straight. It's burning clean, paper-thin carbon lines. Yeah, so it's been aged tobacco. Um, you know, look at the center of that ash. It's, it's a Dark. white ash on the outside, but the center of it is black. This is a very different cigar. Yeah. It's black on the inside, and it's, it's jet white on the outside. Barry, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't expecting that I was going to like it because I typically hear full-bodied, and at that point, I turn my brain off. I'm out. I, I'm not going to like this. I really like this. I appreciate that. It's well, very, very it's good. It's clean flavors. Although full-bodied, it's clean. And that's actually an interesting thing that you say that. A lot of people, to make strength, they're doing other stuff to the wrappers, or they're, they're changing the... <clears throat> The, I don't know. They're changing the whole the whole way things go, so that the you just get hit with aggression. And this is real flavor. It's strength, but real flavor. I have to imagine that it's very very old ingredients going into this. Well, the harrow is aged for three years, so you got thirty six months worth of aging on the tobacco that's utilized in the blend. So I got some black pepper happening at this point. Tingling's happening in my nose right now. And I purposely didn't smoke one because I didn't want to influence you if I got something. So I wanted you guys just to smoke them. When was the last time you influenced me in any way? There was that one bubblegum incident, actually, <laughs> now that you're mentioning it. We won't talk about that. Spicy, peppery, still got that cocoa powder. So do you think you have the chops to blend something mild? Well, I was telling Dave that I would love the chance to do a, a Connecticut cigar. I was trying to convince Dave to go, let's go to Nicaragua together next year and blend a Connecticut cigar. Good luck with that. I don't know if that'll happen. So I guess it depends how well this one does, if there'll be a part due. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you, all the cigars that I have done over the years, I've done 20 different cigar brands over the years. I've actually never really blended myself. Uh, I have told them what to do. Mm -hmm but not grab the tobacco, and this is the type of thing. I always defer to the pros that this is what they do, and they this is the type of thing I'm looking for. They give me something. I sit there. I'll stay a week in these countries with them and stuff and stay in the office, and then they bring me this, and then I say, make it so it's a little more this or a little less that, and they come back, and we just keep going and going and going, and uh, I've taken pictures before with the ashtrays, 30, 40, 50 different, different cigars going on at the ashtray, just keep going and going and going. And uh, I've walked away sometimes. Nope. And end up not getting going through this week-long process Too and not doing it. What am Sorry. I listening to? And uh, going through this whole process, and uh, but never actually um, tasting the tobacco itself. It, you know, I have tasted the, the uh, raw tobacco of the different things, but to say it needs more of this specific thing, which is what you're doing at that point, saying, okay, I want more. Whatever it is, right? That's in it. For me, that's some of the things. Some of the, to me, some people get wrong that don't have their own farms, is they rely on the the factory just to send them sample after sample. <coughs> you know, you could smoke cigar A and have something for lunch one day, and then by the time you get the sample the next time, on, you know, have a total. Your palate's going to change a little bit. Yeah. So it's better to go to the factory and work on the process at the factory. Yeah. And it's something I would love to do with you if Kilo takes off. All right, we'll see. We'll see. If it, if it takes off, then we'll see. 
But uh, right now, we're going to take a break. We're going to smoke this through the whole next hour. We're going to go all the way to the bottom of this thing. And uh, I'm struggling, man. I can see into the future. This thing is strong. I know. It is strong. So when we come back, the cigar industry is full of copycats. Creative and innovative people getting copied over and over again. Is it the most sincere form of flattery or is it against the law? We got the meal bags, Old Fat Freddy, Gentleman Chuck Morris, and lots more. We, when we return, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. You want me to do it? Go ahead. And remember, when you're smoking your kilo, always keep the lit end out of your mouth. Good thing you said kilo and not kulo. <laughs> <laughs> You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head to head one man smoking two cigars at the same time two rappers united in name but separated by taste one cigar known as the natural the natural is no lightweight it boasts full flavor and taste the united cigar natural now comes the maduro darker and even more bolder with in your face flavor united cigar nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box both box pressed both 65 million years in the making uh, that may be wrong well, i'm going with it anyway action adventure and bromance that's right bromance united cigar available in natural or maduro available only at appointed united cigar retailer shops nationwide rated d for delicious under 18 not admitted even with a parent united cigars you don't have to choose smoke them both Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? What if La Gloria Cubana stopped at the legendary Siri R? One thing's for sure, they wouldn't have created Siri R Esteli. Discovered on a Nicaraguan mountainside high above the Jalapa Valley floor, this extremely flavorful Nicaraguan puro combines a Jalapa Soul wrapper with a bold combination of Visos and Lajeros. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar that's worthy of your discovery. Learn more at LaGloriaCubana.com slash what if and find yours now at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. Man, wait. The authority on everything cigar. Shake your butt. Yeah. Get used to And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well, then. 
Good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh, yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the cigar authority. Hey, shake it back, gal! Woo! Shake it back! Do it. And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And in this hour, copycats are all over the cigar industry. When something catches on, why invent it? Just copy it. This year at the trade show, we, be, we will be seeing more suits and ties than normal because they are lawyers, and they're there to put the hammer down. We'll talk about that. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Yeah, baby. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. And I'll tell you, I can actually, I can hear my eyebrows rubbing <laughs> together. <laughs> we're That's smoking, how strong this cigar is. We're smoking a kilo. This is no joke, folks. Uh, this is a full-bodied cigar. Um very good. It's burning well. Uh, Barry, a little confusion on the chat box there? Yeah, just to go over one really quick. It's a Ecuador Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan Corojo 06 binder, three different types of Lajero, and it's made by Noel Rojas at Aroma de Jalapa. And Noel Rojas does Guayacan and Sabor de Esteli. Okay, Gua yeah, Guayapan. I mentioned my former employer so much that people got confused to who was actually making the cigar, yeah, but this, it's this Noel is a, Rojas. Yeah, and this is a Nicaraguan cigar, not a Nicaraguan Puro, because it has the uh, Ecuadorian wrapper on it. But other than that, the, all the um, uh, Coro all the um, Lajero right. is all Nicaraguan Lajero. That's correct. The, uh, we mentioned it earlier. I'm going to say it again because it's so funny looking at the cigar. This is very different. The outside of this ash, if, if I was to say, um, and, I, and I do it for um, Cigar Journal, uh, they, they ask me the color of the ash for some reason, and I would say this is a white ash. Yeah, until very you look high in magnesium. You look in the foot of the cigar in, in where it burned in the center of it, and it is a black ash in the center, yet it's a white ash there. And because of the Lajero and how it is it's swirled, it's in, swirled there. in there, it uh, it looks to be like a dollar sign, right you know, an ass end. dollar sign in the foot. And Jonathan's is too. Yeah. It's the same thing, which would make sense with the kilo and the money and the there you go. and the Miami thing and Hopefully all that. It's a sign just of start, things to come. Just start saying, that, you know, that that was part of the plan, Barrett. That's what I meant to do. Yeah. Here we go. So uh, the ash has not fallen off. We got a good, strong inch or so of this ash before it falls down on it. I wanted to do this because I wanted to see if it, if it held. Uh, I tap it off, and uh, here we go. When you tap an ash off, by the way, um, the, you'll notice that the foot of the cigar actually lights up at that point. It flares right up, yeah. And you're, usually your next drawer at that point 
gets a little tougher. You know, you, you, you're at a certain level of enjoyment of the cigar. You tap the ash off, it kind of drops off. Those folks that keep flicking the ash, flicking the ash, you, you got to let it go and well, slow down a, and calm it's down. It's a flavor thing. So as that, that ash acts as a little muffler or, or a little filter on the air and causes the ember inside to burn a little cooler. When you flick it off, you get a, a supercharged oxygen bomb that hits the end, and now you're not going to be at optimum flavor for a few more puffs until you build up your little uh, filter again. Yeah. yeah, like a burst of spice at that point. Yeah. When it loses its, its filter, so to speak. I yeah. thought you weren't going to talk about this. Well, in cigars in general. I'm just yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, cinnamon. I used to like it, it should have cinnamon flavor because of Barry Stein can't say it, so it has it. Uh, th that sharp spice. Yes. Shop. I yeah. still have cocoa, which I like. Cocoa, cinnamon, maybe a little. So if if you were make if you were to make a Connecticut version of this, could you still keep it cocoa-y and the way it is? Yet, like I could love this cigar if it wasn't as full-bodied as it well, is. Well, I have an idea for like the next brand, the next name, the next concept. Oh, completely different brand. It'll full kind. You'll see where the two would be related to each other. Um, but there would be a difference. All right. So not a kilo natural. No, it would be. And the, what would you call this? Would you? You wouldn't call this a Maduro, right? It's just a sun-grown Habano. Just, yeah, just a Habano, yeah, sun-grown rubber. And any thoughts of different sizes? Do we need different sizes other than that? Eventually, I'd like to come out with a little smaller ring gauge and a little larger ring. How gauge. many? How many sizes? Right now, two to start. Two sizes. Okay. Imagine a small a Corona or something. Oh my God! I just couldn't do it. I'd like to do a Corona and like a six by fifty-eight or. A, I don't think a, you could fit all this Lajero in a Corona. I think you kind of have to be this this size. On the original kilo, we were able to do it on a Corona version, and it still was burning well. I haven't done a, I haven't done a Corona on the final version with Noel yet, but. I'm going to ask him for samples down the road. Yeah, I haven't even met Noel before. We nor do we carry the Guayacan ourselves yet. Um, but I have heard good things about them. You you know the guy. You know uh, you 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 had anybody you wanted to make yeah. this, and you chose him for some reason. I think he's ready to pop if he gets the right break, a little bit of the right backing. You know, because he's still a young guy. He's doing it all himself. He did take on a partner recently for, for the farms, so he now has his own farms. But I think this is a guy that can make a lot of noise in the next few years. I mean, he makes cigars for a few other companies now, Yeah, uh, mostly smaller companies, yeah. but I think he's ready to pop. May, may you be the Pete Johnson of the uh, My Father Cigar. Right? Right. We'll see. Very nice. I got to say. I'm, I'm not just saying it. I, I'd beat you up if, if I was saying. Oh, believe me. I was hoping it was going to suck so uh, I could cream you. No, I mean, it's, it, very it's burning very, very well. It, it tastes good. It, it is way too full-bodied for me. It's not going to be. You know, but I don't want the, the fact that it, and it's too strong for me too, but don't let the fact that it's too strong for us sway you from trying it because it is certainly worth. I'm glad I smoked it. As a retailer, if a customer came in uh, that tended to go towards mild cigars i would not walk no over to no this no. you know this is not uh if you're listening to the show you're into cigars and you smoke milder stuff you should you should try it you know have a meal smoke it after a big meal well that, that would have been a good move for me it would have been you didn't even eat breakfast this no morning. i wanted to come in as clean as possible with this but knowing i had a light a cigar up before it uh i didn't know if this was going to take two hours so this is interesting that what David did, he didn't eat, 
uh, and he, knowing that he's going to smoke a full-bodied cigar, he stoked the fire, so to speak, and he sort of worked his way up from a very mild cigar to something that's closer to medium and up to full body. Yeah, I don't want to get primed sick. the pump because if you boost your system from zero nicotine in your system all the way up to the full amount in this cigar, you could get yourself sick. And so he did the smart thing and primed his pump. Yeah, I, I just hope the copycats don't come out. Well, we're going to see about that. So let's talk about that right now. Ladies and gentlemen, here comes the copycats. This is an editorial that I wrote uh, earlier in the week, and you can see that on the thecigarauthority.com. Uh, my second shot at uh, writing something on there, and we actually have something for next week also. But um, it's the time of year where some manufacturers come out with what they believe was hot last year from their competitors and try it themselves. This is where the copycat comes in. That's a large part of the cigar industry, companies that take the easiest path to success, copying others. But maybe there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm not saying there's necessarily something wrong with it. Maybe you don't have to be the first, but maybe the best. So let's dig into it. Well, it's the sincerest form of flattery. That's what they say. It doesn't make you less aggravated, but when it happens to me, but it happens to everybody. So, uh, you know, they may be, it's too late for somebody to put a kilo type thing together, I would think. Well, it's already right happened to me with the original release. Really? Taranio came out with the same box. Jack Taranio had to call up and ask permission. It was oh, a limited wow. release. Since it was a limited release, we told him to go ahead with it, and he promised not to use it again. Yeah, Eventually, Taranio was sold, but... And those people will do whatever they want to do, yes. right? So whether it be the size, the packaging, or even the name that sounds like another name, the IPCPR trade show opens on July 18th, and it will not only be a cigar lover's dream, but it will be the dream of the attorneys. They will be walking through the trade show, searching for their prey, the copycats, with cease and desist letters in hand, also known as infringement letters, to halt what they claim to be unlawful activities. On the other hand, when we've seen it over and over again, some manufacturers claiming the rights to a single letter, a number, or even in the case of cross swords forming that resembles a letter to a manufacturer that makes claim to that. A coin, a lion, even a color can and sometimes will be protected. A certain font, a certain script, a Spanish word that means something in English that sounds like a name that's in Spanish, all of them are prey to the attorneys at that point. Attorneys will sue no matter what, as long as they get paid. That's what their business is to do. Absolutely. If you're willing to pay them to fight it, they'll do it. The question will be, does or can the defendant, can they afford the fight or not? Right or wrong has nothing to do with it. It's... Will you pay to play? I've seen it many, many times. I can go into lots of them. Lito Gomez from La Flor Dominicana got a patent to a shape. He was the first person to do that, to my knowledge, with a chisel, actually a patented shape. If you see any cigar with a flat end, like yep. a box press just on the, on the uh, mouth part of the cigar, uh, that's registration 3115620. And while he was at it, he managed to, actually patent the name Double Lajero. Isn't that interesting? So now we see Triple Lajero and Super Lajero. Copycats can't be stopped, but the question is, should they be? Yeah. Um, I'm not detached from these actions myself. Some have been taken against me personally. In 1994, I created the Cigar Jar. And in that year, um, 
it sold everywhere. Every store carried the cigar jar or was actually distributed to somebody else. And um, the following year after that, there were literally dozens of cigar jar knockoffs no at the trade show. And again, the attorneys were running around from the uh, Gary Scott International was the company uh, distributing and selling that cigar. And the next thing you know, uh, they were out of business because people made it cheaper and uh, knocked it off. Um, I was told I was crazy when I came up with the idea of putting a long tail or what I called a fuse on a short, stubby cigar that I called a firecracker. Then came the copycats. I was being trying to be a creative guy, but uh, as you say, the uh, most sincere form of flattery, yeah. they tell me, sometimes honestly pisses you off. And I know it does to other manufacturers that are out there that have been angry about themselves getting ripped off over and over again. Camacho launched a uh, long candela, a uh, green cigar that hadn't been used for a long time, really, especially on premium cigars. <clears throat> and they did it for a holiday for St. Patrick's Day back in the 90s. And then we saw droves and droves of people copying oh, yeah. that. Now each year we can expect somebody to come out with their original idea, a Candela cigar for St. Patrick's Day. And speaking of original, Camacho again came back with a lost tobacco, Corojo, that had a very low yield, and they made it popular again. And it wasn't, wasn't it susceptible? Wasn't that the one susceptible to yes. blue mold? <laughs> yes, it was. Which is yes, why you end up with uh, Corojo 98. Yep, Hello Dioro were both really susceptible to blue mold. Yeah. Mold. So uh, other companies now use... Um, Corojo, no, not the tobacco, just the word, because Corojo got popular, so they say it. It's not even Corojo, but they actually steal the word. Popularity is what drives the copycats, and it's so much easier to be copied than be creative and yeah. innovative. Other seasonal releases have continued to gain popularity. One would think Pete Johnson in his Monster, Monster series would own Halloween in the cigar industry, but there's always others to try. Actually, I tried a takeoff on Halloween myself um, as it meant something very different to me. It was never about monsters as a fat kid. It was always about the candy. Candy. Hallelujah. So, yeah. So I introduced cigar bars. It looked like an old-fashioned nostalgic chocolate bar. Later, to be served papers on that, yeah. not from Pete and Tatuaje, but from a giant candy producer. Who shall I, remain nameless? He, he'll, who as, will, as per and, the paperwork? As per the paperwork, I'll even name, name, keep it named nameless. Uh, I quickly backed off, and uh, uh, but others actually copied me and made the cigar bar. No Me kidding. Remember we were at the trade show? You actually oh, brought yes, it to me. Yes, I did. And uh, I'm here to tell you, big mistake, back off. Back off, baby. Last year, we saw a few brands coming out uh, with cigars that pair with different beverages like whiskeys, coffee, even beer. Uh, get ready, folks. With their continued success, and it's been very successful, the floodgates are about to open. A few years back, um, just a couple of cigar makers were making 60-ring gauge cigars. Yeah. Uh, now, just about everyone has added it to, to their portfolio. Remember Amenso from Perdomo? Yeah. Uh, I put that up uh, actually on um, in the article uh, uh, on your Facebook on my Facebook this week a picture of it because I had one uh, in my humidor at home. That the was first, only a 70? 70 ring gauge. Yeah. That thing looked gigantic. Yeah, 
So that was the first 70 out there. Now it's like 70s, uh, you know, somebody just invented 70s. and Yeah, it's the norm. Yeah. So we can all blame Nick Perdomo. Yeah. <clears throat> he was way ahead of his time. Uh, I remember when Perfectos torpedoes pyramids were hot, everybody had them in their lineup, not so much anymore. At one time, everybody had to come out with a bundled value cigar brand. Every company had it. Uh, then Who was the first to do that? Originally done by J.C. Newman a long time ago. Yeah. They were the first ones to do a lot of things, cellophane and different things like that. Today, now, does putting cellophane on a cigar constitute copycatting if you realize that you save on damage? It's kind of an invention that saves the industry. Is do, you know, do you know who invented the original concept of the cellophane? I don't. It was A.J. Reynolds. Reynolds wrap, AJ oh. Reynolds. And to this day, every pack of cigarettes that has wrapping on it, sailing it, money goes to AJ Reynolds. They patented that form Get of the thing. Hell That's out right. of here. Today we're seeing people compete with high priced cigars, the highest priced cigar ever made. Last year, Davidoff came up with a five hundred dollar cigar called Oro Blanco. It actually sold out. And then we start seeing the Padron coming out at, at 106 and different things like that. My fingers are crossed that this doesn't catch on. Right. Uh, and how about the limited releases? They seem to be working very well. So many people are coming out with it. Everyone is expected to see lots and more of these limited releases. Um, when people started doing remote releases, everybody does them now. And unless FDA shuts it down, we're going to see a lot of that at this year's show right. uh, also. Uh, this year, we saw barreled age get popular once again. This is not a first time for them. But putting tobacco in barrels may not have been uh, uh, once contained whiskey or some sort of spirit. Uh, for additional aging times. That's yep. what goes on. It's, it's an old process. It went away for a while. Uh, it comes back, and now it seems to be very popular once again. It's nothing new, but it's been barely used in the last decade until recently. Uh, with nominal success, we can expect to see lots of that, and I already hear uh, talk of that coming big at the show this year, rehashing it over and over and over again because of somebody that had success with it. So there's so many examples over the years of these copycat actions, some unfortunately far exceeding the original concepts, I'm sorry to say. Maybe the innovator didn't have the resources to market and promote their idea, and the copycat did. Mm. Maybe the innovator didn't have the financial means and distribution channel to properly execute their, their initial... Well, if you can strike while the iron's hot and get it out there then no one's going to go with the copycat at that point because right. you'll be seen as the original. But if the copycat gets it out to the mass markets first, then you're out. There we go. So when the copycat line takes off, sometime it makes the innovator look like the copycat. Right. And I've seen that personally, that somebody else came out with something that was like mine, and they now became the original, and they say to me that I copied them. And that happens for a lot of manufacturers that came out with something, and they just didn't get the distribution that, yep. that the main guy can do. And now the original idea belongs to them, or it, it's perceived as that being happened. Again, on a personal note, I was forced to give up a trademark I owned for 20 years um, to a company that didn't even exist when I formed the, the uh, trademark. And... Um, 
the fight was financially not worth it to me after going to my attorney and saying, okay, they're putting a cease and desist letter against me on a trademark that I have. They have no, no judgment to stand on. I'm going to definitely win this. And they said to me, yeah, it's going to cost you about $300,000 fight. How many, how many are you making? How many do you sell? Is it worth it? And I actually backed off. It's not fair. The fact is the cigar industry is a copycat industry because how many things can you possibly do to rolled up tobacco leaves that have never been done before? All the while, at the same time, we see lots of creative and innovative things going on. There are some very creative people in the cigar industry. I, for one, personally love the innovators. Yes. When I see that, those crazy and sometimes uh, uh, ideas you think can't even take off or they're, they're gimmicky, people will say. Uh, I think those are people that have the guts and the courage to put that product out, and I applaud them. I applaud their nerve, their bravery uh, to put themselves out there at the same time knowing that if they fail, they may be called ridiculous, gimmicky, uh, but if they succeed, they will be copied. Whether you like it or not, ladies and gentlemen, here comes the copycats. It's a double-edged sword. So that's what it is, and we're going to see more and more of it. And uh, that's an editorial I put up. If you want to read it, go to thecigarauthority.com, and uh, we have another one coming out next week uh, on a different subject, and uh, we'll, we'll test this and see if uh, uh, these things interest you. That got uh, a lot of play on editorial got picked up by a, uh, a newspaper. A newspaper in New Hampshire. They didn't ask. <laughs> they didn't ask. They took the editorial and they published it. And I asked Barry, is that you, legal for them to do? And they gave you credit, so therefore it is. Legal. There it is. So uh, you can say, yes, I stole this from David Garofalo, and that's okay. Yeah, I don't even like that. I think you got to ask. You got published by a major newspaper. I think you should just be happy that that happened. No, I, and it's, it's not all about me. It's all about everybody that's going to come up with something creative that's going to be at the show. Everybody that came up with something creative last year that's going to be copied this year. We're going to walk around, and you're going to see it, and you may see a cigar in a milk carton, right? Yeah. Because somebody did it. Somebody yeah. was creative to end up doing it. I looked at that, and I said, oh, my God, this is awesome. awesome. Let, let me try it. I hope the cigar is good. It turned out to be good. Very good. And now you may see that. You know, it was something creative that was never done before in, in the line of packaging and of what they did to that cigar. Right. We know of somebody else. I mean, I, I, I know some of these things, and I can't tell you in advance of what they are because they asked me not to because they don't want to be copied. They want right. to at least show it at the show. So after the show is over, we're going to tell you all these things. Some of the things which we knew in advance of processes that people are going to do with tobacco, that's, right. that's very, very different that we're going to see. I can't wait to actually try it. Um, they don't want it to be known because they, don't, they want at least to get out there for one year before they get copied on it. So that's the way it is. Definitely not debonair. It is not debonair. But while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. And how to be more debonair-like and more gentleman-like, is it Chuck Morrison? It is who's, Chuck. Who's not here? It's Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. Gentleman, you need a gentleman. <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman. And this is the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. 
time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, the debonair way to being a good wingman. A strong wingman essentially acts as your personal butler for the night, letting you know beforehand or during, discreetly if necessary, if there's a booger hanging out of your nose or toilet paper stuck to your shoe. He'll give you the heads up if your breath is bad or if your deodorant is wearing off. He'll also make sure that you don't drink too much and start acting like an idiot and tell you when it's time to put down the beer and to pick up the water, which means also that he himself does not get too drunk. You've been in the trenches together, knowing your wingman well and he knowing you equally as well. That means that you don't have to communicate about every situation. A debonair wingman can read your body language, sign and codes, and act accordingly to help your cause. Has your conversation taken an awkward turn? A debonair wingman knows without even listening in because your good posture has suddenly turned into a slump and he's ready to jump in and change the topic for you without even making it seem too obvious. Bars being what they are, there will oftentimes be another guy who has his sights set on the same girl that you want to take home. Or sometimes her friend will seem like she's doing all that she can to make sure that your target goes home alone. A good wingman, a debonair wingman, can help you overcome this pick, commonly known as the C-block. He'll do so by running his own interference and engaging at close range the meddling guy or girl. If it's a guy, your wingman might get in his way physically and box him out so you can move in. If it's a girl, a strong wingman, a debonair wingman will start a conversation and keep it going long enough for you to work your magic. These are just a few examples of being a good wingman, a debonair wingman. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? Chuck Morrison being debonair and uh, sending that to us, even though he isn't here. C block. That's in, in when you're in prison. The C block. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what exactly what he meant. Uh, next week we are taping chicken. the show uh, this Wednesday, July first, because the Fourth of July is on Saturday, and we'll be closed here, and hopefully going to barbecues and stuff, and hopefully we're gonna have a barbecue here. That's what the rumor is, anyway. So July first. Wednesday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and we're going to be smoking the bombs, including the new Tatuaje M80, Barry Stein. When's it coming? It'll be here um, on sale Monday. 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 It'll go on sale uh, here maybe in stores tomorrow, but on the Internet on Monday. Okay, so Monday uh, you can go on, and uh, it's a limited release by Tatuaje. Four years ago, we came out with the M80. Uh, which was the uh, spinoff of the Firecracker, and here it comes again. Uh, after four years, this is the uh, the one everybody's looking for. Uh, they call it the unicorn. Um, you keep, you, the white unicorn. Yeah, so uh, look for that. Uh, right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right, that's Asylum. This is a true story. 
There is an urban legend floating around the intranets where a person meets someone at a bar. They don't have a good wingman. They have drinks, and they eventually go back to the hotel room, and the person passes out. They wake up in the bathtub filled with ice or a makeshift operating table and find an incision on their abdomen and an organ or two missing. In 2008, a construction worker was at a bar drinking with his new construction crew. The night before, he was to start working with them, and after drink number two, he woke up on a metal table with a massive hangover and no kidneys. He was the latest victim of an organ trafficking scheme. Several other cases have also been reported because selling black market organs is very lucrative uh, in parts of the world. That's insane, and I would like my liver with extra mushrooms and onions, please. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away. That's crazy. I don't have enough to worry about. You got plenty to worry about. Oh, my God. Okay, so thoughts on the kilo so far? More than halfway done right now. It has gone through a pocket of, um, let's call it mildness. Really? It's mellowed out a little bit. Uh, am I further than you? No, oh, about the same spot, man. It's starting to mellow out a little. And I'm looking forward to the next roller coaster ride on this bad layer. Mellow is not something I would describe in the cigar at all. Compared to itself. Not compared, compared to, itself. to the cigar you smoked this morning. All right. When we come back, uh, we're less than three weeks away from the IPCPR and expect a ton of new cigar brands soon. Uh, but uh, already in the pipeline are some of them. And Barry's going to come on and tell us what they are. And what in the world has old Freddy been thinking? Old Fod Freddy been thinking? We'll have that too. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment. The sparks of conversation. The anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. Diablo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a, mid a dwarf. Uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. 
Mr. John, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. John, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiasts. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And we had a great time with Nesta Miranda, Jason Wood last week, the uh, father and son cigar dinner. It was a good time. Uh, We're live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. We have cigar news with Bad News Barry, Good News Mr. Jonathan, Old Five Freddy, Trademarks, and lots more. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority, everybody. We're smoking the Kilo. This is a new cigar from United Cigar. It will be available at the IPCPR trade show. This is no joke, folks. This is a full-bodied cigar. When I tell you full-bodied, I don't know with this my mild palms, up a bit. My palms are now sweating. 
Where was my, that mild pocket? I mean, there was a mild pocket while you were talking. Yeah. Was uh, and then my palms are sweating, and I can feel my pulse in my feet. No, this is strong. It's strong, and it's getting stronger. It is. Now it's creeping up. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, this is your idea, though. This is what you wanted to happen, right? Ultra full-bodied cigar with a lot of flavor. And people, it has a lot of flavor. It certainly right? does. And I, a and very I, sweet component all the way through. Uh, no, the cocoa is still there. Cocoa, now I've got a little butterscotch going on. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, you got to put your own sound effects in yeah, there. Yeah, I'm already you know. set up for the for the old fart Freddy. All right. And, all uh, right. New cigars hitting the shelf. Well, each week we share the new cigars to arrive at twoguyscigars.com as well as Two Guys Smoke Shop. And uh, since many of you listen on the way to work on Monday, we're going to share with you that the Tatuaje M80 is available as of June 29th, which is Monday. It's the follow-up to the 2011 release that utilizes the same blend as the original, and having already smoked one, I could say that it is spot on. The following trademark applications for registration were submitted this week under tobacco products, and this week saw one. It saw Vivolo Cigars file for Vivolo. Vivolo is Patrick Vivolo, who used to work with Rocky Patel and has ventured off onto his yes, own. Yes, Patrick. I remember him well. So uh, will he be showing at the show? He will be at the show, yeah. and he will be showing off his new cigar, which has already had a release in South Florida. Oh, okay. So we'll look for that. All right, it's time to go into the aging room with our friend Old Fat Freddie. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, the kids go to the hookah bar and each have their own puffer. In my day, everyone shared Peter's puffer because he was the only one with a peace pipe in town. Nowadays, bugs are kept out of telephone poles by the thick black tar that they are infused with. In my day, at the first sight of termites, you carefully built a fire and smoked them out, being very careful not to burn the damn things down. Nowadays, bagpipes are mass-produced out of modern materials, and people of many different heritages are learning how to play them. In my day, only the most respected true Scots owned and played the bagpipe, which was made out of animal skins and whale bones. We were peter-puffing pole-smoking men who respected anyone that played the skin flute. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar true. even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from boutique blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. I know you're expecting some funny little quip to end this segment, but I think I said all I need to say at this point. Good think, call, Freddie. What do you think? I, I think, think so, too, and I think I have to face Rafia Nadell at the trade show in a couple of weeks and uh, with my head down and just peeking over my eyebrow. Peter's puffer. To see if he's okay with this. Can't believe he sticks, sticks with it. My God. But anyway, uh, Aging Room, they have uh, some new stuff coming out. Yeah, they B do. B-minor and uh, all, all some different stuff. Uh, bad News Barry. What do you got? Well, this week in Oregon, the Democrat-controlled House is set to vote on a proposal that will raise the tobacco tax to 65% and remove the cap. The measure is expected to pass in the House, but it's still unclear how the Republican-controlled Senate will vote. You know what the rate is now? It's a 50-cent cap. 
It's not just 50 cents. So yep. They'll go to 65 with no cap. With no cap. cap. Awful. Oh, my God. In Massachusetts, the 65th and 66th community has voted to raise tobacco sales to the age of 21 in Arlington and Holyoke. However, the latter it will still be legal to enjoy a cigar at the age of 18. You just can't buy it. That's it. Awesome. The city of Dearborn, Michigan, is expected to pass a law at the next city council meeting that will ban smoking in parks. And lastly, in Wayne County, New York, they have banned smoking on all city property by a 12 to 3 vote. Violating the measure could cost you a $200 ticket, but what sets it apart is if you are in your own car smoking, you must do so with the windows shut or be ticketed. Crazy. Ridiculous. And that's this week's bad news. Ridiculous news. <laughs> yeah. Most ridiculous news. I got some good news, so good. don't go jumping off the off the ledge just yet. The North Plainfield, New Jersey Borough Council, earlier this week, defeated an ordinance to raise the legal smoking age to 21, voting 4-2 to two to keep the borough law the same as the state law. Which Meanwhile, is 19. Which is 19. 19. Meanwhile, in Congress... The House Appropriations Committee's fiscal 2016 agricultural spending bill includes a provision that will change the date of the FDA guidelines from 2007 to the date that the final regulations are published. The changing of the dates would result in a stay of execution for a lot of brands and companies. So the stuff that's out there, like Kilo runs into the issue, right? Right. If they pass it as it is now, Kilo would cease to exist. Because it didn't come out before 2007. If something like this passes, Kilo would get a stay of execution and it would be here for everybody to enjoy. So we hope for that. I hope for the whole thing to fall apart and it become the way it's supposed to be that anybody who wants to produce a cigar produces a cigar, a legal product, and that's it. But, um, we, you know, I keep saying with days away, with days away, um, the uh, FDA had a mandated date to come to their conclusion, which was the end of June. We are at the end of June. We could see this any day uh, in, in the next three or four days. We could see it happen. If it doesn't, oh, surprise, they missed, uh, the government missed a, 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 deadline. a deadline once again. And you have Great. a senator in Connecticut who says if they don't reach it by September 1st, He's going to put forth legislation to be voted on to demand that they release it there on the spot. By September 1st. Yes. That doesn't sound like it's going to go well for us if that happens. No, I don't see that passing, but yeah, but that's that. Okay, time for the best tweets of the week brought to you by Recluse Cigar, the cigar that was built on social media. It's time for our social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse cigar today, and these are the best tweets I saw all week. When life gives me lemons, I make chocolate cake and leave you wondering how I did it. Interesting. If Yo-Yo Ma doesn't answer the phone by saying cello, then he's missing a wonderful opportunity. I like it. Good. I took the which 90s cartoon are you quiz and God, you're a grown man. Stop it right now. I don't know what that means. I can think of a Brazilian reasons to trim the bush all the way to the back door. That's Brazilian. No. Brazilian reasons. No. No. And the oh, best tweet I saw all week 
Autocorrect is my worst enema. <laughs> I can relate to that. Today's social media segment was brought to you by Recluse Cigars, rolled N2 bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. And that's every time. That's every time. Every time. What the hell is going on here? I don't you guys know. sleeping at the wheel? I, I was The stuck. Brazilian reasons? Yes, I got gotcha, you, didn't it? I was stuck. I was stuck there. And <laughs> I was just thinking of the polished look. <laughs> you can read me. Friggin'. Uh, so I don't have to, we don't have to talk after no, the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we're going to tape a show this coming Wednesday. So if you didn't get enough of this and you want to listen live, Wednesday, July 1st, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., Eastern time. It's our Fourth of July show, and the rumor is that Mr. Jonathan will be cooking a little barbecue. Hopefully, that, I, I don't know where that rumor started I because I never. It. Yeah, I I'm never. I'm looking forward to you being on the grill again. Well, I may not be grilling; it might just be a frying pan. So, that's not barbecuing in a frying pan. Hey, are you barbecuing? I am not. Okay, then zip it. Zip it. Zip it. So um, we're going to actually smoke the M80 on the mm -hmm. show. Along with all the uh, with the firecracker, the one and the good black thing bomb and about smoking all those, which they're, kind of they're all they're all fairly full bodied. Yes, they are. Not they're one small. of them. Not one no. of them <laughs> is half of what this cigar is when it comes to strength. They'll be mild in comparison. Oh my god! I it's would, like you get to a like it, it did go through Barry. It went mm. through, and you know because you've smoked it. It went through a little phase where it mellowed out a little, and then. Holy God! I believe you just got used to it or something. But then whatever it, starts, it is, now it starts getting down to the end. It's escalating and, and escalating. Every single puff is getting stronger and stronger. I, I'm trying not to be a wuss and put it down, but now nah, we got about 12 minutes left, and I'm I may tap out soon. I don't know. I'm hanging in. I'm hanging in. Uh, moving ahead is uh, the show before the show. That's going to be July 11th. What's coming out at IPCPR? We'll give you all the information that we can of the new cigars coming out. Uh, we here's, will, here's my question. Yep. Now, we're going to do that show. We've been announcing that we're going to do that show for a while now. Yeah. If other blog sites everybody's going to do that their show. thing yeah. is that a copycat no, or is no. that just that's just no, reporting the news it's, yeah. so, it's then not okay. being able to be original and having to copy the copy of the original the cigar the cigar authority yeah well listen i'm not the original it's cigar dave is the one that paved the way well, for all of us yes I, I don't like his name is dave because i've been cigar dave since 85 but my issue aside, with saying know. and 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 certainly cigar dave you know what bringing bringing to the forefront the rights for smoking yeah, absolutely. And, and all that is he's the godfather. Let's he's call the him godfather, godfather, but he doesn't he doesn't smoke cigars on his show. It's not like he's smoking two new cigars every single week. He's he's different show. He's a talk show, show about politics and he happens to like cigars and he comes to the trade show. Yeah, you talk It's not crap. the same There's thing. There's nothing crap to talk about. He's doing something and uh, He's awesome. I'm not saying I he, like his show. He could say we copied him. We did a radio show about cigars. But his show is not about cigars, so well, therefore it's not a copy. Even last year when he was at the trade show, his whole setup we was like Fox News. But are we, are, are we uh, about cigars? I mean, Brazilian wax? I mean, seriously? I never said the word wax. Whatever. You know what you meant. It's a Brazilian reason. to trim your bush. That's yeah, all. That's, just, just keep it trimmed, folks. My God. Just keep it trimmed. Uh, we're going to tape a show um, before we go to the show on Tuesday the 14th, 4 to 6 o'clock. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about because we're really at the show, but we maybe we can spill the beans about the things we weren't supposed to talk about. I don't know. Maybe. What, 
what we can do. Um, but July 25th will be, be the big show, which will be us telling you everything that we saw, but uh, over and above what we're going to tell you in advance of. So um, I want to move uh, all the way ahead to the September 5th show. Uh, because I want to mention that uh, Omar DeFries from Fratello will have the dance-off against Mr. Jonathan. Now, that being said... There's been Mr. some trash talk on social media between he and I. Listen, they can trash it's talk all heated. they want, but Mr. Jonathan has re received an award, or will be receiving an award. That is correct. So do you want to say... I, I am being inducted into the Living Legends of Dance in October. So it'll be after I beat Omar DeFries. And then he'll be able to say, well, he's a living legend. That's the reason he beat me. And that's okay. Before or after? It'll be before. I'll be inducted after. But after. I, got, I got my confirmation letter uh, yesterday that says that I'm, that I'm in. And now if you lose, will they resend it? Uh, no, they will not. It's already a done deal. You are a living legend of dance. Living legend of dance. And this is a real big thing. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. It's a big it's thing. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, and and the funny thing is I don't have titles that other people that are being inducted in. Uh the way that I got in is I do an awful lot for the preservation of swing itself as a dance. And I do an awful lot with local youth teaching free lessons and raising money for this group called Youth Storm that gives young mostly young men leadership skills that grew up without a father and I uh, became a mentor and so all of those things got me in not my actual dance accolades like my industry service award like your industry service award it's really yeah, that yeah, yeah. Um, in that ilk okay so we're doing nice things we're not necessarily any good at what we do correct we just do them correct <laughs> there we go <laughs> so you can uh, say that to Omar it's just the nice things that I do is what ends up happening. So uh, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Larry Congratulations, writes... Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. You've got mail. There's a letter in your mailbox. Now you may go. Thank you. <laughs> you guys were talking about trademarking a cigar a few months ago. I was wondering how one would go about doing that. Barron's? Well... One of the most well-known um, attorneys in the cigar industry is Frank Carrera, who has CigarLaw.com. Yes. He does a lot of the trademarks. He's got a potty mouth is my only problem. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he would be the person you would reach out to. Uh, you would have to f check to make sure that the trademark doesn't exist. You could go to USPTO.gov. You could search the trademark name under Category 034, which is tobacco. There'll be two drop-down boxes. One is basic index, and the other is international class. If it comes back that it's not trademark, a few hundred dollars, you could register the trademark and then proceed. Doesn't Frank there. do that all for you? You pay him the few hundred dollars and he, he does it? Yeah, but why pay him if it's already taken? Look, look it yeah, up first. Look yeah, at yeah, yeah. To make sure okay. it's available. Then, then, go, then, then go, go to a lawyer. Yeah, go to a lawyer. Go through the process. Um, and what I've found is I trademark product is they want to see it. Not only are you trademarking a name, but they actually want to see the product of show, show us because there is a use. Right. You must use it or lose it. Right. Within the first year, once it's been approved, yeah. you have to show them that it's in use. So that's why a lot of companies put the cigar out first and then trademark it because they, that way they yeah, can show the use you know, right away. The process takes a long time. Yeah. Okay. So they probably have gone through that process. Um, now let me show use of what it is. Yeah. And uh, there's another thing called first use that you could stop a trademark 
that somebody ends up putting a trademark that you didn't trademark or something, but you've been doing it for a long time. But then again, you go back to this copycat type of thing that at that point, they end up coming up with it. You say, I have first use for it, and they say, come on, let's go. Right. You got $300,000. You got a few years to, uh, to, to bother with me. It's because a bully thing. We're big. We can do it, and we're going to do it. And we, they have their attorneys on staff anyway, so they're sitting there. So while you got nothing to do and stuff, Dang slam that. around some of these little guys uh, and make it so that that trademark belongs to us. So unfortunately, that that's the way that goes. So uh, that's it. You got another mailbag? I got another one. All right, quick. All right, this is Mark L., um, also submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Hi, y'all. Must be from Texas. There we go. Can you please tell me if you all know of any Cameroon Puro cigars, what they were or if they've existed at all. Thank you for all your time and efforts. Looking forward to the show. You're the best. Mark Cameroon Puro. Puro means pure. So every aspect of the cigar, the wrapper, filler, and binder would be all Cameroon. I've never heard of it. No, nah, it's the most expensive tobacco out there, so it wouldn't be cost-effective. Well, you could charge $300 for it. I managed to reach out to a friend to see if he actually heard of anything who happened to be with Pete Johnson at the time, and they validated the fact that you and I have never heard of one. Yeah. They haven't heard of one either. So due to the cost, it probably never yeah. was. A it could be done because you could use the different primings of it. Everybody looks at uh, a Cameroon wrapper being the most expensive. We know some people that use Cameroon as a binder. Mm -hmm. I don't hear a lot of Cameroon filler anyway. No, um, I think the Laura Perforito Cameroon has Cameroon in the filler. In the filler. But I'm not 100%. Yeah, there's got to be a lot of it around there. Listen, everybody isn't saying, you know, everything that's in every one of their cigars right now because they're not mandated to and they don't want to give up the uh, um, the secret to their blend. Right. Uh, which will be terrible when that day, if that day ever happens, that you have to give up the secret of blend. Cameroon tobacco <laughs> has a sweet component to it. It'd be very interesting. I'd like to try one. Yeah. An all Cameroon cigar. Uh, good question. Never heard of it. Uh, and if anybody out there knows, um, write to us. Let us know if we're, if we're missing something ever. If we're doing something wrong, we're missing something. We don't have our facts correct. We'd like to be corrected. Uh, go to thecigarauthority.com and uh, contact us. Yes. Right? And give us yes, uh, the information that's there. Thoughts? Final thoughts? On Kilo Cigar, Mr. Jonathan. All right, Barry. Do I have to give this a number rating? No. Can I give it a number rating? You can rating? give it a number rating. All right. So they're really, as far as the construction, I would put it at virtually flawless. As far as the burn went, again, virtually flawless. It did go out on me one time, but honestly, I can't tell you if it's because it was so strong I stopped puffing on it or if there was an issue there. So I'm going to go user error on that one. Um, as far as the aroma goes, uh, although there's a lot of high primings, which typically are not known for producing aroma. There is a nice aroma coming off, and that constant sweetness all the way through, I found it to be very enjoyable. I would put this at a solid 93. I'd even maybe bump it up, Thank 94. You. Very, very good. All right, I'm not going to give it a number rating because this is a sample uh, of the unfinished product. Uh, I want to pull one from a box, and I will give it a review this week on uh, the Cigar Authority of my tasting notes and things like that on it, but uh, I'll say it's exceptional. Uh, we buy cigars. I've been buying cigars for 30 years, yeah. millions of cigars every year. Uh, we have to pick new brands. I have to smoke strong cigars, medium and, and full-bodied, everything in between, flavored cigars, yeah. all kinds of different things. This would be something I'd pick up for a full-bodied 
cigar Absolutely. smoker. It burns well. It has a Absolutely. good aroma. It has a good taste. It's very unique. Uh, you know, I just keep looking at the ash, uh, wondering if I ever saw anything like that before. Black on the inside, white on the outside. Uh, lots of flavor, despite being very full-bodied. I can taste the nuances yeah. of flavor. Some of these strong cigars that are out there, they just taste just strong. Strong for the sake they, of being strong. They are strong. harsh and straight down the middle of your tongue. My palate is engaged. My whole tongue is engaged the whole time through. Listen, Good no, job. Nobody uh, eats, nobody eats just, habanero peppers just because they like the taste. You know, you add those into a sauce. So in this case, you did a great job. You mix those habaneros in and blended them out. Very, very good. I appreciate your kind it's words. A, it's a, and it's the truth. I'm not just saying it because Barry's on the show and, and we're going to sell it through United States. I am definitely tough, not tough saying to, it because Barry's to, on the show. Yeah, but absolutely. But, you know, it's a tough thing to end up saying. That's why we left Barry out of it because, of course, he likes his own stuff, right? right. But uh, good job. And I'd be interested to hear uh, what the people think about Can it. Can I put it down now? Is that going to be insulting to you? Because it will not insult me. I'm flying high. I'm just going to set it there. There we go. I may not smoke another cigar for the rest of the weekend. There we go. So uh, next week, a special uh, 4th of July show that's going to take place on July 1st, the taping of the Cigar Authority, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time if you want to tune in. Not a lot of people tune in at that time uh, when we do the show, but we'll be honored to have you on the chat box and uh, uh, join us in the fun. Uh, I heard a rumor that we're having barbecue. You started that rumor? I did start the rumor, but um, I hope it's food and not barbecued cigars. Uh, but until then, for Mr. Jonathan, Barry Stein, Chuck Morrison will be back with us next week. I'm David Garofalo. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And whether you're smoking your United Natural Box Pressed or your Kilo Cigar, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you guys next week right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia. The newest addition to CAO's World Blends is a delicious addition to the CAO collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco and is a mild to medium bodied blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, the Aikumazinga tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience won't forget. For a savory smoke that takes you to another world, visit CAO Columbia. Two guys rock. Two guys rock. This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. 
That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie Heaven. 